This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. that we can just be casual and just let things happen well I guess is there any other day (laughs) 
and get all these plans and these ideas of things to goals to achieve no let's be here let's be now let's be examples of the actual practice the actual work regardless if you think you're teaching right or wrong or anything you're still teaching you know always teaching by example and people are usually inspired by certain things just like the Holy Spirit teaches you with the symbols of the world and the people you see the people you hear also are people are the spirit is the is the spirit using people like yourself to teach others Regardless if you're saying things right or wrong, it doesn't really matter. It's those who really are simply just allowing themselves to be in this moment and not concerned about how it's going to turn out or what it's going to look like or what's going to be said or if we have to make sure that the, <laughs> the ego is not being in the room or something or make sure that I'm not coming from ego or <laughs> It's like complete, really, misunderstanding of simply just being in the moment that really has no ego. Even as if I'm, I'm speaking, I'm talking, I might even get into defenses, I might get upset. And people m seem to think that, you know, there's ego there. And it's interesting to see something that you don't first see in yourself, right? as if it's even possible to see something that you don't already believe is within yourself. And you have to have at least a definition of seeing something. Well, I see someone being a hypocrite. No, you have to have that definition within your consciousness at least, right? Even at the tiniest level. Now, you're using space in your consciousness to have a definition of what a hypocrite is as if it has some value like you can somehow use it one day I'm gonna use the definition of hypocrite someday mostly you know we would think to protect ourselves from say hypocrites <laughs> or something <laughs> But could one find enough responsibility within themselves to actually embrace the fact that they have any definition at all means that they have it within them. That to not have it in yourself any longer is to quite literally forget that definition, that idea at all. I mean, one, we thought we learned it correctly. And the other... <laughs> You know, you're still possessing it for some reason. I mean, just think about the first time you saw or experienced a hypocrite, since we're using that example. You might not have had the word for it, but you kind of had an idea that it was happening and it upset you. Someone was doing something that they just told you not to do. 
You might have had this sense of saying, oh, this is unfair. This is not fair. I know that was something I said a lot as a kid. And that recognition is actually the whole idea of developing the presence of a hypocrite. Yeah, we want to say that hypocrites, since we're using that example, have existed previous to our perceptions or definitions or understanding of hypocrites. But if you really accepted that responsibility, it also involves developing the idea at all of the entirety of anyone ever existing, of being and doing that which is referred to as a hypocrite. So if you're completely accepting responsibility, then you are accepting accountability for all hypocrites. You're accepting that the only reason they exist is because you developed what they are being defined as. And then you're regurgitating it, using it again, saying, oh, this fits into the definition of something of this which I created. And even as going by psychological and as this child thinks it has a definition of, you know, oh, that's a hypocrite. Someone's teaching me the definition of a hypocrite and they do this and that. And you think you grasp it, but really... You just have an idea that you grasp it. You just develop your own definition of what it is and see if it somewhat fits into it, which it doesn't necessarily do so. It's not necessarily true. And so you're actually seeing something, even in that sense, psychologically, that isn't necessarily the actual definition. But the fact that you see anything at all, I mean, we can go on any, not just stereotype of the ego or definition of the ego being this or that or any variation, but also of the spirit and the attributes of the spirit and the attributes of Christ consciousness and the recognition of these things. But also you have to see it in yourself in order to recognize it in your brother. You have to be open to seeing that truth in order to see that truth, right? So a lot of A Course in Miracles is defining and helping you and assisting you to initially let go of old archaic definitions and then put in new definitions, new ideas, new beliefs of what you want to see. And it's a training of coming from the ill perceptions of seeing physical separate things of pain and suffering to in correspondence and correlation with the spiritual universe that is loving, helpful, and, and peaceful. And you're seeing that. But you can't see it if you don't have it within yourself, and that's to say the awareness of it. If you don't have the awareness of it, you're not even going to look out there and see it. You can be looking straight at it and see something else that you already see within yourself. That's what's happening every day. You're seeing people out there, 
because you're seeing people in here. You're seeing a world of physicality out there because you believe yourself to be, and them, to be physical. You already have that holding within yourself, as if you're holding up some sort of filter over the truth to make it seem a little more comprehensible into your belief standard, into your experience standard, <laughs> lack of better words. But it's not as if, you know, this is a problem. Don't misunderstand me, please. If you want to go to heaven, want to awaken, want to find out truth, want to experience God yourself, any of these things, you just simply need to think differently and train your mind to actually get to that position, get to that understanding of seeing that firsthand for yourself. Most of the time, people think they can insist that the world is true as well as go and see something that, <laughs> quite literally by the definition of the world, does not exist. So you can't have the definition of something that does not exist and experience it at the same time. You can't really see two worlds at once. This life seems to be so palpable by its laws and and yeah oh we had this law of gravity and this law of this and that and blah 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 and it seems to be right there you know it seems everything is based off of it and it makes sense that it's going to be a constant right it's going to happen again the same way it happened previously and yet the only thing that really remains constant is the observation of finding the same result. Like, it's funny how it's a common definition of insanity to do the same thing and expect a different result over and over again. <coughs> and yet... Uh, <laughs> According to a lot of research. Oh. Hey. Oh, yes, thank you. Doesn't mean you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Cool, we got one of those floatable chairs. Hey, you know what? Anybody. Is anybody actually there? Hey, Hunter. You actually there? Anybody actually there? Have you seen those couch, those inflatable couches things? You just unfold them and you blow them up. Dove, you're there. Okay. Have you seen those? And I'm talking, my friend has a business and he's selling these things and he's giving them out for free right now for good reviews and even photos of you using them or videos. And so if you're interested in one of those inflatable couch things, that's what my stepson just brought in. So he just brought it over for free. That's cool. <laughs> and we're going to make a little video of it. If anybody's interested, they're for free. And just an exchange of a, a good, hopefully a good review. <laughs> 
and possibly a photo using him. You interested? I guess Hunter's not there, so. Dove, you know what I'm talking about? Those inflatable, you just, it takes seconds to open up. You just open it up, grab a bunch of air with it, like a big garbage bag, and then close it up and seal it, and then you can recline on it. You know anybody that would give a good review of that? Because I can hook you guys up to getting one for free and just, you know, help him out by giving a good review. Anyway, that's, that's that. That's what, uh, where was I? Where was I? Yeah, I'm not just talking about free inflatables. There was something good going on here. <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, uh, something inside yourself or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, email me or something open and clear gmail.com very limited amount available so just yeah <laughs> so anyway my yeah the research okay there we are found it found it back on the same subject here we go it's funny how in research I mean I know there's a lot of different tests you know you have different theories you're trying to prove or disprove and but often you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And uh, you're hoping, usually, for something different to happen and wanting to see it different happening. But you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you're thinking the same way, perceiving the same way over and over and over again. I mean, just think about that. The perception and the choosing to believe. Now, you know, maybe it's not just think about that because I don't know if I would be able to grasp what I'm saying if I didn't have my experience. And my experience, you know, there's this thing about looking downstairs. This is just an example of looking downstairs. Like you look down these stairs, a staircase, and when you're angled to the world being kind of just a flat world, you know, at, at level, uh, these stairs seem all level as well. But there's a shift in your mind if you looked at the stairs as if they were level and not each staircase being level with the floor you just left, but uh, in between each floor as if it is flat and there's actually this ability that you can do and this thing that you can do this shifting of the world that you're currently not afraid to walk downstairs but what if stairs were flat say you put that staircase flat on the ground 
And uh, so now they're kind of awkward. They're more like points on the ground pointing up. And almost as if you have to, you walk really weird. Well, I have this thing. I don't know if it's just my superpower or something. I don't know. But this ability to, to kind of glide down like stairs, for an example. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. This doesn't really make sense. <laughs> There's this shifting, this shifting of gravity that happens, this shifting of gravity that occurs that, uh, hey, hey, star child, did you hear me about the chair thing? Did you just come in here? You did? Uh, are you interested in trying one out and, and giving a good review? I'm just trying to help out my friend here. Oh, you know, why am I saying my friend? It's Dr. Mark. <laughs> he's, he's developing a side business. Oh, okay. Well, even if you know anybody, it's just trading for reviews, you know. Doesn't need to sell it to you when you already have one for free. Jeez. <laughs> okay, well, I could use two. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the whole point here. There's a shifting that could and does occur, and it's often referred to as a miracle. And I'm sure you have heard me talk about my circumstance of walking up a wall. And it was more crawling, I should say. But uh, it, it was entirely not possible to do. And I was the only one there to witness it. I'm sure with the other perceptions around, it would be harder to to have been able to do it. But just the defining in your mind of what is true and what you think others think is true, we constantly keep it around. We keep these laws, these constants, so that we're not scaring people. You know, the whole... Uh, magic and killing off witches and stuff like that is more about not so much about them being evil but just the whole fact of having a world of different laws uh, capabilities far exceeding what they're as far as society in that sense is believing is true and you kind of find that you collect towards people and gravitate towards people that believe in the same type of things, same type of ideas. And this is, through that, is because you're actually developing this world that you're experiencing around yourself. And it's natural that people uh, come together in believing that same thing. Either they're consciously developing what they would call a coven or something, or unconsciously developing a group that believes in the same thing, <laughs> which is the same thing as a coven. And, and the idea that you actually have an is in a world that is in accordance to a different law or different constants. And so you see these people studying the same thing over and over again, hoping for different results and finding patients all around the world to, and expecting something different. And then you start seeing, as they have been, that the same tests that they have, studies that they have done years, years ago, 
have uh, have have started to come out with different results and doing the same studies, the same tests and with different people, a different generation, a different system, a different belief system in society. You, all of a sudden there's different things happening, different results coming about. Now, I don't exactly have complete, I, I can't give you credible, you know, examples. Uh, myself, I was just told this. <laughs> but it fits perfectly in what I've experienced myself. As, as a collective, we are moving on and growing. And you'll find that even as these groups come together, that we're actually kind of ex growing in different directions. And each of us are, are kind of growing in a different world almost as, you know, those... We find it hard to understand as far as society is concerned about this theory of Atlantis, right? Theory of Atlantis all of a sudden. And, and how they had abilities to heal and crystals. And they, some people actually believe that Atlantis went up into the sky, not down into the water. <laughs> okay, let's keep it down, guys. Keep it down. December. They had a whole society, a, quite a large one, I'm sure, yes. believing yeah. in completely different truths, completely different laws, and yeah. having the evidence of it because of it is so strong. And you know, this thing about westernizing the entirety of the world is somewhat sad in my eyes because it's more about, well, I guess it's sad and good. I don't know. I, Either way, it's both. But the way I see it as being sad, the belief that is sad in my mind, is that you know we're all we're like we're like cutting off branches and saying it's only one branch. We're only going to grow one way, and we're only going to be this this way. You know, <laughs> and that's that's sad to me. Uh, instead of having all the options, a bunch of different options of growing different ways. You know, it's gonna happen anyway, regardless of <laughs> the establishment, man. No. You know, it's kind of like that. That We want to be able to grow and expand every direction, every way, every option. You know, I understand Westernism and capitalism and stuff, yeah, and uh, it seems to be working and seems to be great and the same time it's not just like anything else really just like any other way there's always something that's gonna be right some things that are gonna be wrong and it's gonna be bloody bloody blood life.
We do like to think we can actually see what's going on and understand what's going on by defining it and having this definition of what we're doing, of who we are, and of the world. Like we think we're actually human beings. We think that we actually can think. And so we develop the world by what we think is possible. You know, some people mentioned, like my stepson here, mentioned, oh, I, I wish I had some superpowers so I can go and catch this uh, frisbee before the, they were, like, racing to do it. I'm like, well, you got to try. You got to try. But most people don't even try such things as their superhuman abilities because they believe they don't exist. They believe they don't have them, so why would I try? No, I don't. It's not possible for me, so I'm not going to try to do it. We, I already know that it's going to be failure. You know, I already know. It, but it's the same thing as talents. You know, well, we might say that there's physical limits. Yeah, you might believe in those things. It's like if you're not actually going to put it to effort and actually trying to think differently to in correspondence with these superhuman abilities, of course you're never going to be able to do it. And of course you're just going to sit here and wish and hope and, and dream of them happening instead of, you know, actually trying to do it. Of course we believe certain things are possible, like uh, getting rich. And so we actually strive for those things. Developing a business and... We actually strive for them because we actually believe that it's possible. We're not going to actually strive for something if we don't believe it's possible, right? So you actually have to believe. But so let's tell the kids and everybody exactly what to believe and we can direct how the world's going to go because they're only going to go as far as they believe, the majority of people. And then we hear about these people, prophets, as they're said, that have broken those those seeming apparent constants you know they parted the sea did something that is completely impossible in in the society's definition of what are the laws of the world I hope you're following along with what I'm saying that even though it seems like it's just a an idea and just a concept or something that you might just walk away going back into your car driving the same way you do every day and getting upset about the same things you do every day and dealing with life the same thing the same way you know expecting different results you know you got to do something different and i would tell you that the only thing you really can do which would naturally bring difference and change within your experience, is your thinking. Yeah, your thinking. So it might not be completely comprehensible as of yet that when you think, you actually start to experience as well. I mean, without thinking, you know, this thing called brain dead happens, right? You're not experiencing. At least that's what society says, right? 
There's nothing going on in there. It's brain dead. So you almost have to think for your survival. And if you didn't think what to do or what was for dinner or where were you going to go, where are you going to sleep, then you, all of a sudden you, you, know, you don't have these things. It's like the mind is interesting. That that's literally all that it's capable of doing. Is as much as we want to say creativity is from the mind, that's more from feelings. And processing of those feelings is part of the mind. But putting, taking abstract into somehow comprehending, into somehow experiencing, that's exactly what the physical world is. You take the creative abstract and you condense it down into a slow gestation physical elements of the universe. And then you experience it. We forgot that that's what we were doing. So now we're all caught up in it thinking, oh, I am physical and oh, I need to work on survival and blah, blah, blah. Instead of recognizing and remembering, no, the entirety of the thing was abstract, completely abstract. And just all being love, just being expansive and amazing. Hmm. That's the thing about proper perception is the recognition that nothing of the world or of reflection, which is the universe altogether and everything I see, is constant ever, energetically or physically. And so what is constant and what a teacher of God would be constant in has nothing to do with their soul or their body. It has to do with the consciousness that is choosing the same thing all the time, choosing to see love. Or choosing to see love and hate and joy and sadness and craziness and cars and people and dirty diapers and all the... You, know, you got this endless variations. But the constant is choosing to see love. Oh, this is love. Oh, I speak only love, I say only love, I hear only love, I express only love. I have no idea what a hypocrite is. What on earth are you talking about? I see love. There's only love. There's just love here and love there, everywhere love, love. We hold hands and we swing around, love, love, love. Love, 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 love. Maybe not that so much, I mean... There's no expression of love that's greater love than any lack of expression of love. It's the same thing. All expressions of love are optimal. And that's to say, anything I can say that is love or an expression of love or a reflection of love or an example of love or anything is all the same amount of love. The same amount of the variations of all love. It's all there. It's everywhere. Constant, always. So the teacher of God being constant in the choosing of love is not necessarily constant in personality constant in physical form constant in uh, energetic soul patterns and frequencies 
These are all reflections, additions too, and the images attempting to represent what that love is. So that love being quite literally what that consciousness is, it can choose, you know, being love, anything it wants. It can choose good love, bad love, as if there's a difference. It can believe that. It can believe that it goes through life doing right loves and bad loves and wrong loves and happy loves and sad loves. But it's not likely that it's going to refer to it as that. It's going to think all of a sudden they're separate. And there's actually a call for love and... Or that there's an expression of love and a call for love. As if it's possible to have an absence of love and not have love. This summer I noticed you. I thought I wasn't going to notice you when in here. <laughs> so it seems to be it seems to be complex to the mind when you make it so simple it's like well how can how can this be love and how can that be love you know and look at a car engine and be like okay <clears throat> I know exactly what your problem is here you got the love connected to the love machine with the love aspect of this love tra trainer thingy. This spinning love over here with this loveness. And that love is supposed to be attached to this love over here. And all of a sudden you can't really... <laughs> okay, wait, which love was attached to what love? I mean, what am I supposed to do? It, it sure makes, you know, separate things even harder to comprehend, doesn't it? <laughs> So we have to give them different names, you know, this manifold and that conduit and this, uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, I don't do cars, though I did take out a battery and put it back in. Yes, <laughs> that was me. Anyway. <laughs> Some would say, you know, taking this same example, that what is in a car engine still remains to be in a car engine, regardless of what you see in yourself. And they would say that's the same about people, you know. But the fact that, you know, someone that doesn't know, for an example, myself, of what's in a car engine, uh, maybe someone even less than I, wouldn't know the difference between their definitions of what things are when they're looking at it. So, you know, they see, they know what metal is and plastic is and which part has paint and which part doesn't have paint. And they know some textures differently. So they see things and they see them as separate and not necessarily recognizing just the which part is what and what it does. It's someone that actually knows what they do. In other words, has a greater definition that could actually find the solution of what the problem is, right? So what the person sees that doesn't have the understanding of cars sees what they do understand. 
and many would argue, of course, that they don't change the fact that a car has as much of what it does have in it. Unfortunately, there's this thing that I would say is a law, in my experience, and a constant, that when I have decided something to exist, it does. And it does not only in the current moment in the future, but has always. And it's only through my awareness of this decision do I have the ability to recall that it wasn't there before. As in, I was quite literally in a different universe that never had this manifold thing. And then I made a decision for that manifold thing to exist. And now I'm in a universe where it's always existed. And I, I could ask anybody that has gone to school in this universe, the first one, that is there any type of thing that happens like this, this manifold thing? They're like, no, that doesn't exist. And then you choose and actually generate a whole nother universe type experience. And you ask that same person, hey, does it have this type of manifold thing that does this? It's like, of course, it's always had that. And they don't remember and have any recollection or, or of <laughs> before when you asked them that and they said, no, of course not. They're like, no, I would never say that. Why would I say that? It's always been there. The car can't run without it. Isn't that fancy, 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 whatever? It happens all the time. But only through your awareness and recollection of those decisions could you actually recognize that it actually happened. It would be almost impossible to see it happen. And well, it is impossible. Because you're also, the person you are, is also in the universe where all of a sudden the whole past consists of what you have decided to exist now, all of a sudden. And you can have things like uh, have you seen that movie? Uh, what's that movie? Where the lady, her memory was wiped and her child was abducted. And yet everything was taken and she insisted she had a child. And nobody could say, you know, there was no, you never had a child. And their child was abducted too and they have no idea they don't remember any of it there's no evidence of it and she insisted and knew and had some sort of memory she's like I know it's there I feel it I know and it went through this whole alien thing it's been a while since I've seen it but just the capability to remember that everything's been different everything's changed that even like a child could suddenly appear in your life. I mean, this sounds extreme, doesn't it? Suddenly appear in your life as if they've always been there your entire life. You raised them since they were a baby, of course. It's the same thing with having a happy dream. That a happy dream is a decision now that has been forever. 
that a happy dreamer who has really chosen to be in a happy dream chooses it in every moment. So when they do it, their past has always been happy. They only have happy memories. They look back in their past, their life, and they see only reasons justifying love and justifying peace and pretty much anything they are literally choosing to feel right now. When you look on your past and you, you decide that, oh, there's, there was this time that really got me upset, guess what you're doing right now? You're getting upset. You're like, oh, don't even talk about that because I get upset again. Well, it's not again. It's that you're choosing to see a justification for war and hatred and saying it's in the past as if it actually happened. But you're literally choosing to be in a universe that it did actually happen. And thinking that it's somehow miraculous or hard to believe that you can all of a sudden make a decision for a whole nother universe where that thing never happened. And in fact, it was a very enjoyable experience where you had donuts and, you know, there were streamers and confetti. It was different than you. I mean, your depressing perspective actually made it uh, really seem crappy when it was amazing. And your eyes open. You're like, oh. It was amazing. It was amazing. Wait a second. I wanted that to happen. And I was in resistance to my own decision. Holy crap. I mean, you know, yes. <laughs> Transcribe that, YouTube. <sighs> Loves of my life. I know you're there. I see you. I hear you. I see you. You know, is this mic louder than this one? Hello? Hello, test, test. Test, test. Or am I going deaf in one ear? I don't know. Hello, 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 hello. This is me testing my mics. This is me not caring that I'm on live. I don't do live when, when I do it every day. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, whatever. I don't know. So I do want to take the time to I mean if you made it this far listening to this program I want to suggest the Tao Te Ching podcast to everybody it's it's amazing and it most likely won't have children in the background <laughs> and uh, even my statutes of the divinely realized which is a new one hey guys keep to yourself You're being very loud still. You're supposed to help him be happy. Don't go against him. I think he's using the soup as... Can he, can he have the soup? What's the problem? 
They're his building blocks right now. I know you're not making it, but you have the chili he wants, right? Those chilies over there? I tell you, be careful. Those are hard. Okay. Yeah, well. Welcome to my life. Dramatic two-year-olds. Everything's so very upsetting. So very, very upsetting. Death. Death to my life. I'm gonna die because I don't have the soup can I want to play with. December. 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 Why am I letting you be in here if you're gonna have it happen like this? This is supposed to be a benefit, not... Can you put the cars back on for him? I think he's tired of Elmo recently. Look, cars! This uh, moment is brought to you by Atreyu Daxton. Do you feel the love? you see justification to love <laughs> there's all reasons to love and you know things are helpful you can make it all fancy pantsy you know you make it about energy and trying to do energy love or that's how you're gonna give love But, you know, if you don't have a decision in your mind, you know, if, you, if you're annoyed by your own mind, yes, things are going to be annoying. It's true. Life's, life's difficult for, for those believing in difficulty. But, hey, it comes with easy sometimes. Oh, that's nice. Easy's a benefit to that opposition. Well, that's nice. Uh, oh, life's, life's ugly to those who see ugliness. And, oh, but it comes with beauty. Oh yeah, beauty. That's great. Beauty is a benefit of seeing ugliness. <laughs> well, you can just see it all the same. Experience it all the same. Some people are real course students that have actually taken this to first-hand experience, you know, actually applying it to their minds. 
and wanting to experience peace for real. You know, not just like, oh, I want to go into an experience where I pay $300, $500 to spend a weekend with people who are loving and, and nice and fluffy. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Nothing wrong with that. You, but uh, I'm confused. Are you saying it's not nice and fluffy right now? Because just like seeing ugliness comes with belief, seeing fluffiness uh, comes with uh, seeing rough, you know, seeing hard times, seeing struggles. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily popular belief, you know, when you're going by society's perceptions of such things, like the way the human body is made to respond and react to a crying child in pain. I mean, the body, your body, hearing it, is made to respond to this sort of a sound with the sensation of pain, so you do something about it for the survival of bodies. So those, you know, finding this annoying, which, you know, I could understand. I, I could be there. I could go into that space. No problem. I have. And sometimes it is, and it's easier to do that when you see in public all of a sudden there's these other perceptions. Oh, I find that annoying and everything. And that's, you know, but you also are believing you're a body. You are so intensely aware of this body, you actually think that your opinion is the pain that is generated by this body. The opinion of your mind is now supported by the opposites of the world and sensations. It's interesting. So, oh yeah, course students, you know. Let's keep repeating. <laughs> Come on. I am not a body, nor anything that comes with it. I am free, for I am still as God created me. I am not a body, nor any sensation it offers me. I am free, for I am still as God created me. No, you know, it's not, it's not going to reach popular demand, not as of yet, but eventually, one day, things, one day, things, I don't know. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It's exciting to think about really where we can go with all this and what we can do. And I was very excited when I started my healing journey and the idea of miracles and thinking I knew which direction was better than another, you know, my guidance and... Yeah, you know, you feel guidance when you're not in the place you're supposed to be. Yeah, it's very helpful. But when you're in the place and in the position you're supposed to be, why would you be guided to someplace else? Yeah. So I saw a quote from Alan Watts I posted on Facebook. Nirvana is exactly where you are. 
when you accept it. Uh, paraphrasing, because I don't know if that's the right word. Nirvana is right where you are when you're not resisting it. It's true. I mean, it has nothing to do with where you are. It's not. It's not the world. Nirvana is a state of mind. As far as with my death experience, oh man. And it's sitting there, right back there, behind my whole concept of myself still. That joy. That we're really all craving after and wanting to find again. So intense. <laughs> you can't exist with that amount of joy blowing you apart. Thank you, God. Mm. Thank you for being here. And thank you for teaching us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for bearing with me and Atreyu. Seal of minds. Hallelujah. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour. With me, your host, Reverend Devin Devine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.